world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land of freedom for God, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Hey, welcome back. I'm back from Ireland, where if you're lucky enough to be Irish, you're lucky enough. (laughs) So my luck must have been good in Ireland. So this Sunday is uh, four days before the NRA annual meeting start in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, the NRA board reached out to me while I was away. And... uh, I am officially nominated for the 76th director position for the NRA Board of Directors. Explain that. Well, every year at annual meeting, anyone who attends annual meeting who is an NRA member from March 8, 2019 back, any level, life, annual, you just joined in February of 19, you can vote for 76 director. Very different. The bunch of losers, which I am one of them, that didn't make the top uh, 27 slots, get, someone gets picked for a one-year term. It's a full board member seat. And I'm the one who was nominated. I might be the first one ever who ran on petition and got nominated. So I think my voice and my activism has really gotten noticed. You know, everything I've done, like I said, has must be getting noticed. You know, I'm on three committees. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm the guy. But now I'm going to be at Indianapolis. I thought I was going to have fun. I'm not. I'm going to be fighting and I'm going to be politicking. I will be in rooms 201 and 202 outside, inside the Indianapolis Convention Center. So you have to work. Yes. I, Thursday from 2 to 6. Uh, Friday from 8 to 6, and Saturday from 8 to 4, I'll be up there with a bunch of my people. Jimmy will be there, Andre Rubenstein, Ed Green, a couple other people helping me out, volunteering, asking you to vote for me. Now, the biggest obstacle is people say, well, I voted for the directors already. Well, this is different. This is a one-year term. Now, I'm hoping if I get on and I help uh, bring some daylight uh, to the NRA and some youthfulness, that I'll get nominated for a three-year term after that, right. which would, you know, help me get on and so I can help cause and make some changes in the NRA board. So I'm humbled that I was the, the one picked for 76 director. So what I need all of you to do is I need you to spread the word, repost this, reshare it. An email is coming out today. I'll be there all three days. Come up and shake my hand. Bring your friends or family. Anybody who's an NRA member that's at the annual meeting can vote for me. So I need everybody's support. Who out there supported me previously? Gary Allison from Beacon Brass, Tactici, Knife Rights, Scott Bach, ANJRPC, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, Tom King. He won, by the way, and we endorsed him. Colonel Bob Brown, Ammo Land, 
uh, Dave Kadria, Black Man with a Gun, CNJFO, Commissioner Bernard Carrick, Lauren Hartnett, Girls Got a, of Girls Got a Gun, uh, Evan Knappen, Dr. John Edine, uh, Raquel Ake from the Liberty First Foundation, Tony Simon from The Second Is For Everyone, Mark Cheeseman, and Andy Goldman from G96 Products. Jimmy's going to be reaching out to a lot of people on the show floor. There's a lot of rules and regulations to this election, like where you, where you can politic and where you can't. And to be honest, I don't know them all yet. I'll know Wednesday when I get out there. But uh, Well, this social media be a good place <clears throat> once you get there to let everybody know. Yes. So if you watch your social media, yes. oh, and, that's your favorite ones. And where am I on social media? Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. There's always a way to find me. But I need everybody who's listening to share this, promote me, and pitch me. Because when you go into that booth, there's going to be eight names that you can vote for. And if you have your NRA card, it's a plus. If you don't have your NRA card, if you have your name or address or your number or no number, they'll look you up. The people that run it. It's an independent like auditing firm that runs the polling. Like, I'm not allowed in that room. I'm outside, and I can't politic outside of 100 feet of this area wow, or like whatever. or a polling place. Exactly. So yeah. it's to prevent, you know, yeah. people being pressured or whatever. And uh, But I'll be there. I'll be there shaking hands, talking to people, asking questions that entire time. Except Friday morning for two hours, I'm, uh, I'm presenting at NRA Clubs and Association. So Jimmy's going to step in and make sure he's there to fill in for me. So if anybody wants to, you know, meet me, uh, I believe it's from 10 to 12 on Friday. I won't be at the polling station uh, because I'm doing a class, but I'll be there the rest of the time, and I, I can't thank all of you enough, but like I said, this is huge, okay, and this is huge because I think it's a perfect time because the NRA is under fire on both sides, and again, I'm 58 years old, and I've been fighting and hard charging in New Jersey forever. forever, and I think I can add a fresh face. I'm the yin and the yang to the yin to the yang of Scott Bach yeah. in the state, so I think it will be, you know, I think it will be very advantageous uh, for me to get on. And uh, well, He's kind of more yinish than you. Yes. You're, you're more yangish. Yes, I'm definitely yangish. Yes. Or Angus, but which I had uh, Angus beer in Ireland, but that's another story. So again, I want to thank everybody that because I wasn't going to run again by petition if I didn't get nominated next yeah, year for I a three-year term. But the fact that the board reached out to me and uh, I'm the guy, I I think you know there's they they bumped some other three other board members, incumbent board members who lost to nominate me. So I I guess they figure um, I'm the squeaky wheel. Which is okay. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll definitely. Well, you know, I bleed NRA. I have forever. Uh, is it a subject for criticism? Sure. What organization isn't? Of course. Uh, but they're funding our lawsuit in New Jersey, and they're funding our lawsuit in New York, and a lawsuit in California, and about ninety other lawsuits. And that's really my focus. I don't care about the backroom uh, drama and bullshit. Right. What corporation right. doesn't have exactly. that? Okay. Right. Any organization uh, of any size. Correct, and especially one that ninety percent of the media that comes out is from the trace, mm. which is Bloomberg-backed media. Right. So, and, you know, people are asking me questions about what's going on in NRA, and I'm like, well, I'm only on three committees. I'm not in any executive stuff. I don't know what's yeah. going on. But now if I get elected to the board, I will know. Yeah. And I'll be your voice. Right. I'll be one of 76, but I'll be your voice. And believe me, I will make all of you proud. So thank you all for your undying support. You can go on my website, calandrofornra.com. It's fully updated. Directions and everything are there. But I will be at the Indianapolis Convention Center from Thursday till Monday. But I will be outside the polls Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I would appreciate if you would pimp me out and share me with everybody. So I have... Uh, 
Some other news, you know, the New York City case, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, where you can't take your guns out of the five barrels, Sandy. Mm. So New York uh, Attorney General and their lawyer sent a letter to the Supreme Court saying, uh, "But we're, we're going to change the rules, uh, so you don't you don't have to hear the case now. We're just going to change the rules, and you can you can move on." Is that working? Uh, at this point, no, because uh, NRA counsel, New York State Rifle and Pistol Council, said for six years this case has been working its way through the courts, right. and not once did New York City yeah. say that they right. were going to change it. But now they feel they're going to lose it, and they want to make it administrative change, which is not a law change. Right. We are looking for a law change. Right. So please, Supreme Court, proceed with New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus New York City. So we'll see how that pans out. Now, the, the, the Supreme Court is smart enough to see through this ploy. Of course. Okay? But that's what happened to us in New Jersey with the Drake case. Right. Okay, the Drake case five years ago, 2014, was not taken because the New Jersey said, well, we have the Pantano case coming up so in New Jersey, so the Supreme Court, you don't have to take the Drake case. The Supreme Court didn't grant cert to the Drake case, and New Jersey dropped the Pantano case. Right. And guess what? It's five years later, and concealed carry still hasn't been addressed. But now I have news for all of you. Today is Sunday the 21st. On Friday the happy 19th... Easter, what? Happy, happy, Easter. Oh, happy Easter. Sorry. On Friday, April 19th... Uh, Attorney General Goober, or whatever his name is, Colonel Gruber, <laughs> Goober, Gruber, I like Goober better. Goober, they filed their brief with the Supreme Court on mm. its deadline. Oh, so now the Supreme Court, we have 14 days. Dan Schmutter, NRA, New, and New Jersey Rifle and Pistol, we have 14 days to write a, a, an opposing brief, but it's still proceeding through the Supreme Court. This doesn't hold it up. This 14-day thing. So we should know uh, in May. Of if the Supreme Court grants our case cert, you want to talk about pathetic. If you, you know, Jay Factor commented this, they fell right back onto Peruta and Sicardi oh. and Drake and Pantano. And New Jersey has been issuing carry permits for the past 95 years. It's just selective in their issuance. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, selective. Two hundred people out of nine million can get a carry permit. And and a couple of things. It's I pretty I, selective. Oh, Joey Grimaldi, don't ever order a black and tan in Ireland. Okay, he told Man? me to order a what black and tan beer. They yeah. mix, uh, I think, harp beer and Guinness, fifty fifty, and yeah. it's called a black and tan. Our tour guy told us that. Uh, the black and tans were the names of British assassins in 1912 that went from uh, England to Ireland and killed a few thousand people that were trying to make Ireland uh, sovereign. Why would you name it Drink and, after and, that? Uh, I, well, it's only a U.S. name. Oh. In, I, in Ireland, if you order a black and tan, you're getting beat up. <laughs> okay, we were, we were told that. Not that I drink anyway. I had to get that out. So listen, I want I have a few highlights from Goober's uh, response here. Okay, the history of New Jersey's public carry law stretches back over a century to 1905, okay? New Jersey enacted its first permitting law restricting that concealed carry of firearms so those individuals had permits to do so, all right, in 1924. And again, leans on Sicardi, all right? And he says, pursuant to its laws, New Jersey applies an objective standard for issuing of public carry permits, 
Drake versus Philco. An objective standard. Yeah, if you have dough or you're politically right. connected, right. you meet that objective standard. That's right. Otherwise, you're not getting a carry permit. I am telling you, the Supreme Court, if they grant cert, could you imagine Kavanaugh and Thomas oh, and their writings on <clears> this? So they wrote, the case, they said, our case is a poor vehicle for considering the constitutionality <laughs> of concealed carry permits. And their dreams. And again, it says that our petition takes another bite at the apple, but provides this court with a particularly weak record for considering the constitutional issue. Okay, And he wrote, petitioners' claims rest on a basic premise that although New Jersey law allows individuals with a specific self-defense need to obtain public carry permits, it nevertheless guarantees that typical law-abiding citizens, the vast majority of responsible citizens, will effectively remain subject to a ban on carrying handguns outside the home for self-defense. Right. Okay. We also <clears throat> mentioned the split in the courts. Yeah. And they're saying, no, 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 it's not really a big split in the courts, that D.C and the Seventh Circuit say you can't carry outside the home, but six other circuits say you can't. It's not really a split. No. <laughs> All right, but they wrote also this, that, <clears throat> but this case is an especially weak vehicle for addressing that issue because it contains no record relate, relating to the basic premise on whether New Jersey law bans the vast majority of its residents who want to carry publicly. You want to know why? Because people aren't allowed to apply because right. then you have to write, have you ever been denied? Right. Okay, so this is bullshit. What they're saying is, They've you know, set it up. Yeah. They've set it up as a catch-22. Correct. They wrote petition. Petitioners offered no data or even allegations on the percent of applications denied, whether it's 95% or 5%. Yeah, because, yeah. and we know, now Dan is going to write this in a response, that if someone applies and they're surely denied, then they have to write for the rest of their life, have you ever been denied a permit? Have you ever been denied? Yeah. And it's on your record. So it prevents people. And then there's also, if you go to towns to get a carry permit application, they won't even give it to you. Right. They'll say, exactly. oh, nobody gets that <laughs> yeah, unicorn. You so yeah. they're using their own <laughs> laws and blockades as their own defense. Again, right. Dan and Coopers and Kirk and Scott Bach and Evan Knappen and David Jensen, they're smarter than them. So this is the kicker. Goober says that there's also a concern for law enforcement officers. Okay, because 2007 to 2016, concealed carry permits have shot and killed at least 17 law enforcement officers. What? What? Right? What? Wait. Where? Where? I know, but that's what he's saying. Okay, he says this: if we get concealed carry in New Jersey, all right, unrestricted public carry exacerbates the issue. Civilians without sufficient training to use and maintain control of their weapons, particularly under tense circumstances pose a danger to officers and other citizens. How about the NYPD, who, you know, the gang that couldn't shoot straight? 82 huh? rounds and they hit one guy? <laughs> yeah, and it was an or old ricochet. lady. It was an old lady. It was a ricochet. And he, hit an old lady <laughs> sitting on her porch. <laughs> he says that will, of course, impact routine police citizen encounters. The number of legal uh, handguns on the streets. In what about every other state? Two million carry permits in Florida, 1.8 right. million in Texas. You don't need a carry permit in New Jersey, in New Hampshire. You don't need right. one in Maine. You don't need one in Arizona. You don't need one in Alaska. You don't need one in North Dakota. Right. F you. So he it impacts it. Are you carrying a weapon, sir? There's the impact. He says this will, of course, impact routine police 
citizen encounters. If the number of legal handguns on the streets increased significantly, officers would have no choice but to take extra precautions. Which they should be doing anyway. Oh, so they don't have to take extra precautions for illegal guns. Right, just legal Only guns. Only legal guns, yes. all right? Effectively treating encounters between police and the community that are now routine, friendly, and trusting... <laughs> Has this guy ever been stopped on the New Jersey Turnpike? <laughs> friendly and trusting? Yes, fairly friendly, uh, routine, I work friendly out with and trusting. Troop, I work out with a trooper who trains troopers down at at, uh, at Seagirt. And <laughs> they have entire classes on not trusting in yeah, a stop. But here's the deal. Here's the kicker right here. Okay. He says, effectively treating encounters between police and community that are now routine, friendly, and trusting as high-risk stops, which demand a much more rigid protocol. Every cop will tell you every stop is a high-risk stop. Of course. Every cop is trained that in the academy, right. and it's ingrained in them for the six months they're out there apprenticing when they're first out in the patrol cars learning. Every stop is your last stop. They're putting their fingerprints on the back of the vehicle. Correct. They're, they're walking up. With the, Unclipping their holster, uh, right. having their flashlight on, sure. calling for backup. But no, because we're going to start issuing carry permits now. It's going to be high risk. <laughs> okay? This guy is... It's been a walk in the park for Newark cops for a long time. This guy's a jackass. <laughs> Okay, he wrote, finally, observing that New Jersey engages in an individualized consideration of each person's circumstances and each person's need to carry a handgun in public. The Third Circuit held that New Jersey's law does not burden more conduct than is reasonably necessary. Can you imagine okay. if any other amendment in the Constitution was treated like the Second Amendment in New Jersey? Imagine just substitute <coughs> this with your ability to read or speak freely or, or attend a church. Well, we don't think you should attend that particular house of worship. Let's go back to Albert Almeida. I'm a mm. property manager. Right. I go to in Newark. Newark. <laughs> I've been robbed. I've been threatened. threatened. I'm trying to collect yeah. rents. Right. So Judge Walls. Hire a security guard. Yeah. Can't afford it. Call the cops. They don't come. Okay. Find a new line of work. Yeah. Okay. That case should be brought up to show. Right. All right. And then when it got close to Albert was going to win at the state Supreme Court level, they gave him his carry permit. Right. All right. But he had to spend tens of thousands oh. of dollars. But we don't discriminate in New Jersey. We're no. selective. Right. We're selective. Uh, how many permits were issued? Oh, we did a Freedom of Information Act. Oh, sorry, you can't have that. Yeah. It's top, top <laughs> secret because we don't want you to see all the judges and politically right. connected wealthy right. ugly arcs in New Jersey who have carry permits. That's and right. we don't want you to see that out of the 1,200 that have carry permits, 1,178 are probably anti-gun. Yes, exactly. That's the huge yes, kicker right exactly. here. Exactly, like uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi and uh, whoever else is... Springsteen. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah. They probably all have carry permits. Of course. Or, you know, if they need carry permits for their security detail, it's just a wink, wink, nod, nod, oh, little course. elbow in the side. How Absolutely. many of you guys need permits? Hold on. Boom, boom. Done. There right. you go. Hey, have a nice Bruce, day. Bruce, can you sign my album? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my daughter wants to go to the concert. It's her birthday next Tuesday. Right. Yeah, we all know how this shit works. It's okay? New Jersey. That's how it's always worked. So the same weak arguments. Jay Factor chimed in with it, too. New Jersey is using the same weak arguments. New York is trying to bow out so they don't get yes. screwed. Guess what? Tick-tock. Right. Tick-tock.
right. talk. And you know what, guys and girls? All of these cases are funded by the NRA. So let's put that internal politics shit aside, and let's focus on unity and activism looking forward, okay? Right. If I get on the board, I'll let you know what's going on. If we could only get the state local state associations to work together. Uh, well, there yeah, used to be Jersey, one, and now there's... Well, what, we, 106? Well, you know, yeah, well, we have CNJFO, and, and we have... Well, uh, most of these places legit. It's a great place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it, this, it you should read the brief. It's online, the ANGRPC brief, you know, uh, the, the ANGRPC, Grubel Grewer's brief for the Rogers case. But TikTok, it's coming. Yep. Magban's proceeding in California. Our Magban is a couple of steps behind. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. New Jersey's going to go down kicking and screaming. Yeah. Okay. Like Loretta we've always Weinberg said, they're not going to go, see not me walk through. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's she's on the. Uh, Hi, Auntie Loretta. Click, click. Same road as. Uh, <coughs> Ruth Bader. Yeah. Take her zip lining. <laughs> good to have you back. I like it. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com.
Just follow the link on the gunforhireradio.com homepage. We're here to live a good life, not a long life, laddie. Have dessert first. Is that what it is? A waiter told me that. Yeah, have dessert. In, in uh, Galway, Ireland, he said, we're, we're here to live a good life, not a long life. So have the dessert. And you know what I did? <laughs> yeah, why not? What the hell? <laughs> it was a poached apple with vanilla ice cream on the side. How bad? A poached uh, uh, pear. Poached How pear. How bad is that? No, that's true. It's fruit. Yes. Doctor told you to eat more fruit in your diet? Yes. So Shooter's Gauntlet out in Millstone Road, Monroe Town, PA. Yeah. He's having a machine gun shoot this year. Bob Ramo, Jimmy, last weekend while I was on Ireland, uh, 12 of our guys, customers went out, uh, students, family members. They shot 1,500 rounds. Wow. Anthony Celebrasi was out there. My guy Tom Giordano, Bobby Prouse was out there. So my instructors were there with Jimmy and Tier 1 Defense. And we taught students how to shoot 1,500 yards. Wow. Okay? Yeah, not for me. Not I told really you the last time I shot 1,500 yards, I drove the uh, golf cart out to the 1,500 yards. I drew out my Glock 19. I shot, shot five it. rounds into the steel, and I drove back. <laughs> and then I told everybody I shot 1,500 yards. <laughs> what? That's true. Uh, so check out ShootersGauntlet.com. Bobby's got a ton of stuff going on there. Jimmy has more classes coming. We'll talk about it later. So, you know, Grubel was talking about, uh, you know, the police and everything. And this is interesting that uh, residents of Newark are in an uproar right now because they want the police to respond in less than 30 minutes. Less than 30 minutes? Less than 30 minutes. The average response, this was on NewJersey.com. They don't need guns. No. The average police response in Newark is 44 minutes. Oh, my. For an emergency? Yeah. Call 911. 44 minutes. Because all their cars are backed up. They're doing stuff. They used to have 1,600 cops. They only have 1,000 cops right now. Okay. A thousand cops, that's a big hit. They go from 1,600 to a thousand. And it's a thousand cops total for all three shifts. Three shifts. Maybe even four shifts with weekends. And don't forget, all the brass have Monday through Friday jobs. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So how many cops are out really patrolling? And there's a lot of brass in Newark. Okay, there's yeah, there's 300 patrol cars in Newark. How many are really out at the same time? And right. Newark is big. Newark is its own country. Yeah, so it pretty to speak. much. Yeah, it is. It's it broken so up many, into wards. Yeah, yeah, different um, different areas, entirely different neighborhoods. So a, a, a federal audit and an independent audit was done on Newark, and they're trying to get the response time down under a half hour. You know, let's think about what Colonel Jeff Cooper said when he was still alive. When you need help in seconds. The police arrive in minutes. So now let me ask all of you people out there. The average response time in the country is 11 minutes. Obviously, it's shorter in some towns, but uh, we had the other day, uh, Kelly set the alarm off in the new building for the contractors, and it took Woodland Park maybe two and a half, three minutes to get here, but we're a small town. You know, they get a direct line to it. So, but think about this. When you're doing your training, Hold your gun out for 11 minutes while barking commands right. at somebody. Right. Hyperextend, right. full out, yep. hold your gun out at the ready for 11 minutes while barking commands. That's how long it's going to take the police to come on average. Now imagine someone in Newark, hold your gun out for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. If they even granted you to have a gun because, you know, right. cities like Newark to get a gun is Most almost of them impossible. Don't. Right, because they check, you have to check with the landlord, you have to check with the guy next door, you have to check with people down the street. So it's interesting that uh, we have this situation where they're trying to get it into under a half hour. If you ever listen to police scanners, 
especially like Newark. When I used to live in Belleville, I used to have a police scanner, and I had SPEN, which is the State Police Emergency Network. Yeah. And I had, of course, Newark, and I lived in Belleville, so I had Belleville and Bloomfield. And if I was out in the garage working on my 66 Impala, I'd have the scanner on, you know, because it's interesting. Yeah. And what you hear a lot in Newark is, uh, you know, uh, car 12, I need you to respond to uh, Main Street. Uh, this one has dust on it. I heard that a lot. This one has dust on it. What does that it. mean? That means it's it's been around a long time. Oh. oh. This call has <laughs> dust on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Because if you're not, like, being threatened at that moment, if you call up and say your car got broken into, yeah. they might not come till the next day yeah. to take a report. Or they'll tell you on the phone, go to the police station and file a report. You know, that's how it is in a lot of remote areas, too. Yeah, I know. But when you have a city that's highly taxed like that, right. and you have a thousand well, police officers. But the officers, remote areas, you're allowed to have guns. Correct. Well, yeah. that, and the crime is different. Yes. And people different. shoot yeah. back. Yes, exactly. Right. People shoot back. <clears throat> and uh, I'm really fed up with the way the press words things. CBS News, while I was in Ireland, I heard in the Mall of America, a kid was thrown uh, from the third floor yep. of a mall by yep. a guy who was pissed because no girls would date him or anything. Yeah. And CBS News this morning, their headline was... Die? No, not yet. It said, boy who plunged oh. three stories in mall is doing better. He plunged. Yeah, he plunged at the hands of a psycho. Wasn't he thrown? Yeah. Right. Why do we have to... Why is the left... Right. Why are we changing the wording and narrative on everything? Right. You know, here's the other thing. This whole collusion thing for two years. Probably right? because the person who threw him off it was uh, a Hillary Clinton voter, right? Yes. This whole, I haven't seen him in for years. The whole collusion thing. see a thing, lot of them now. Yes. The whole collusion thing. After two years, it, it's no, no, no collusion, and there was some slight attacks on obstruction. And what Bill Barr Mueller, Mueller said was that Trump was under attack. His administration was under attack. It was preventing him from doing his job. So he was frustrated and he said some things and he, I'd be pissed off too. Oh my God. But he should, if he had tweeted less, there wouldn't have been 10 obstruction um, notations in there. But it's amazing. <clears throat> the next day, Kellyanne Conway came out, who I think is a rock star. And she said, we're now accepting apologies today from the media or anyone on the left. Yeah, and she said, what? Good luck. Yeah. And she said, I would also like to point out what the Democratic Congress has achieved in the last hundred days. And she held up a blank piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and is that not I, perfect? I didn't see that. that yeah, perfect. it's perfect. But I'll tell you what. I try to stay away from the me, news. Me too, Sandy. But you know what? Eyes on the prize. Here's yeah. what's going on. So for a hundred days, the left is going crazy over the Trump thing, they're not doing anything. Yeah. And they're all laughing about it. Right. No, right. no bills have been forward, no, no improvement on the border, Which no improvement on our life. Which is maybe a good thing, right? Well, yeah, because they screw everything up. Yeah. But it's amazing, you know, that these are the things we should be focusing on. Like, right away, uh, Harpo Cuomo came out and de Blasio came out and said that we're going to uh, sue Trump if he dumps people in our sanctuary cities, well, in well, our sanctuary wait, states. Wait, don't. These are good people. And according to Beto, the fake Mexican... Uh, these people are, they add to the security of a nation. Correct. So send them all to Newark. But they don't Newark want them. No, all of a sudden now, Trump is pretty good, isn't yeah. he, with yeah. twisting shit? That's that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So you want illegals in here, and you know, you're a sanctuary I, look, state. I you're would contribute to the bus fare. Me too. Absolutely. Me I too. Would. Absolutely. So de Blasio wants to sue, Cuomo wants to sue, but they're the ones out there telling their base that, that the illegals enrich us. But now all of a sudden oh, they yeah. don't want them. Right. You know, New York State, this year has a 
seven billion dollar <laughs> budget shortfall. So guess what they're yeah, going to do? To the party, they're going to tax the. They're going to raise tax taxes. Us, of course. Now this is New York State right now. Yes. The whole the whole state of New York. They're going to raise taxes, so more people are going to move, more businesses are going to move, and right. next year they're going to have a five billion dollar shortfall and raise taxes again. Yes. So New Jersey now is <clears throat> the Treasury is predicting. This is almost May. June first is when the budget ends. They're predicting a minimum of a billion dollar budget shortfall. So again, we have the number one state of people moving out. We're taxed to death. Right. The potholes get bigger. The services crumble. You Our can't bridges sell your are homes. crumble. You can't sell houses. Right. Uh, right away, Murphy comes out and blames the federal salt tax deduction on the problems in the state. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, <laughs> because, well, why are people all pay, paying over $10,000 a year in property taxes? Right. If we weren't paying over $10,000... Ten, i would be happy with that. Oh, yeah, right, because <laughs> we're, if you don't know how the salt tax works, the first 10000 of your taxes on your home, you can deduct. So if you have 20000 mine's 15000 so the top 5000 I can't deduct. Right. So he's blaming... All their budget problems and New Jersey's financial problems on that. This is a guy who never met a tax he didn't like. Oh, yeah, you know, but he's. I'm noticing that Governor Free Stuff is getting attacked more and more by NewJersey.com and the Record and the Asbury Park Press. A lot of the liberal stuff. Uh, really? They're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, because he's not producing anything. He's just sound bites. You know, full stop. Period. Rah, 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 rah. He just running around. I believe there's he's, no, he's there's like no medical marijuana. Uh, no uh, recreational marijuana, yeah, which is only going to raise a few hundred million dollars right. anyway. Right. We're yeah. billions in debt. Yeah. But I believe that he's as close to the mirror image of Trump on the left. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. he the the press doesn't portray him that way because they love the darlings of the left. Yeah, but I believe he's a, almost a billionaire, very successful. He wanted this job, so he moved from Mass to New Jersey, and he got the job. Right. And he's trying to run it his way, and he listens to the last person that talked to him, and his cabinet is in disarray, and people are coming well, and going. Because it's a Crayola crayon box. Because it's right. Nobody's we, got any uh, any kind of. Uh, training in nope. what they're doing, no background in what they're doing. They're nope. just the right shade or flavor. Yeah. Oh, I need a turban. I need a yarmulke. I need a yeah. sari. Right. I need this. I need that. Right. You X amount of women. X amount of, you yeah. know, where are yeah. you from? Where yeah. are you I need born? some LGBTQ XYZs. And again, I, I would hire, if I'm looking for an accountant, I don't care if the accountant's black, <laughs> white, Muslim, Christian, ask? gay, Can straight. you do this shit? No. I, right. Buddhist, I don't care. <laughs> I, you know, I, did I tell you the story about the, the, the customers I had here where I asked them what they do for a living? No. So I had a young couple um, on a busy Saturday. And I'm like, so what do you guys do for a living? And, and the husband says, I'm an engineer. And the wife says, well, I'm a paralegal for a very high-profile uh, divorce attorney in New York City. So I was like, whew, how much does he bill an hour? Sandy, the whole tone and tenor changed. She goes, why would you assume my boss is a male? Wow. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. So I said to her, I said, well, ma'am, I said, I'm 58 years old, and I still say mailman. I don't say letter carrier. I still say fireman. I don't say firefighter. Right. And a lot of times I think in the masculine sense for things, and I call cars female. Yeah. I call things of beauty, like boats, female, right. because that's how I was raised. And if I was 38, maybe I could change. I wouldn't want to, but maybe I could. But at 58, I can't change. I said, so let me tell you a story. I said, five years ago, I was going through a contentious divorce, and I asked my chief counsel for the best 
divorce attorney in the state of New Jersey. I didn't ask for the best black, the best female, the best male, the best lesbian, the best thespian. I wanted the best thespian. I wanted the best divorce attorney, and it ended up being a female. And when I went into her office, I didn't walk out because she was of the weaker species or something like that. I checked her references out, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is who I want. And I was very happy with her. I said, so excuse me if I still, you know, if I still refer in the masculine, but that's how it works. But she wanted to punch me. <laughs> like, people get so sensitive I over know, this shit. So, they, that, you know, that shows you how great a country we have. That this is the we have to make up reasons to be offended. Go to Ghana and see <laughs> see if this shit matters. Go to Nigeria, see if it matters. It doesn't matter when you're walking sixty freaking miles in order to get some reasonable facsimile of clean water. Oh, by the way, on Friday was the 244th anniversary of Lexington yes, Concord. Right. Lexington Concord. Shot heard around the world. Yeah. When people with no shoes and no money yep. and no future and everything to lose said, I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah. yeah. If you ever get a chance, read the book Paul Revere's Ride. Very, very good book. Flows easy, easy to read. Uh, but... You you think about uh, what happened 244 years ago. These people were ill-equipped, no uniforms, yeah. limited amount. You know, the British were coming to take their powder stores, their gunpowder right, and their right. ammunition stores. And that's when they said, nope, we're not doing it. It was the original American Molenlabe. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. with the Greeks and, and yeah. Thermopylae, and so the they, the U the U S Patriots in Lexington Concord. I have that print in the VIP lounge. I was looking at it on Friday and reflecting on it that. You know, it doesn't take much. The three or four hundred people that we get to a rally, uh, a lot of right. us have yeah. that blood in our veins. That's, that's right. You, you you have a good point there. Because we, we always lament over how many people don't yeah. show up. And, and how many didn't show at Lexington and Concord. Right. <laughs> right? 90%. 90, 99% probably yeah. did not show up. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So what? A little more tax. I work a little harder. Right. And I don't, you know, King uh, George needs, is the man. Who needs all that black powder? We mm -hmm. don't need it. Why do you need, why do you have to have a salt powder? Yeah. We don't need that. <laughs> salt powder. <laughs> you have an assault musket, have laddie. Assault musket. No muskets over mm. 40 caliber. The king is our friend. Yes. He gives us the free things. Lucky for us, the British were, were red and marched in formation. Yes. And the officers were always out front. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it took them a while to change their tactics, oh you know. Yeah. How not to do war. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it works if the other side is doing the exact same thing. I guess so. You know, that's how it was set up. Yeah. And we introduced them to guerrilla warfare. Right. And it took a while for them to <laughs> yes, understand that out. how it works. Wait, you you're know. breaking the rules. Yes, you're not doing this right. <laughs> that's improper. You CAD. <laughs> you shot our captain. You CAD. Don't you know you shoot the privates yeah. first? You shot our, our you shot our standard bearer. You shot our guy who carries our flag. Our drummer is deceased. <laughs> Now we'll break for tea and we'll come back later. And our guys were hiding behind trees waiting for their tea kettle to start boiling. <laughs> and then kill them all while they were huddled around. Right. But when you think about it, it's 244 years ago. So all is not lost because, because of some Second Amendment organizations, because of some patriots, because of a small amount of people 
who are not going to let it happen. You know, somebody came to me the other day and said, I saw you, your, your testifying videos in Trenton. The couple, the last couple I did, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Holy shit!" You're thinking, you're saying what the rest of us are thinking, but yeah. you have the balls to go out there and say it. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you it's, can't get a bigger target on your back than you correct, already have. But it's it's so. my right under the First Amendment. <laughs> that's right. You know, pe- many many people died for that right that's going back. Right. To, and you know, I I wasn't here. My family came here in the 40s. Yeah. But you know what? I I was born here, and I signed on to that, and I'll never, ever waver or back down and you know what i have we have the rob bermudises and cheeseman and tony parise and 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 you i can go through the whole list a lot of us are active yes on social media pages or whatever but we're all we all feel the same Mm-hmm. And we're ready to do whatever fighting's involved, you know. And it's amazing how all the splinter groups are, to me, are very reunited in New Jersey and New York now. And we're starting to see some of these TikToking baby step wins, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, every night, I'm not hugely religious, but every night I'm like, please, God, let the Supreme Court take the Rogers case. Please, you didn't take Drake five years ago. Just let him take the Rogers case. I want to go down there in, in, in October, and I want to hear the hour on each side. I want to see Goober down there, you know, pleading and shit. And then a couple months later, I want to hear the Supreme Court come out with their, uh, with their, uh, what did they do? Their ruling. You know, something has to happen for us. There's like 44 states, and they just keep, like, 16 states have constitutional carry now. And, you know, you know what's going to happen, though. If the Supreme Court takes it, then they're going to add all kinds of training components, and we're going to have to fight and stuff. It's not going to be easy. right. Are we done? You're you're signaling me. So we're coming up to break. Our buddies at Ammo Land did a Freedom of Information Act request, and I want to talk about it when we come back. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. My buddies at Ammo Land, Rich, Brian and Freddie. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience and makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe 
in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Are we back? Yes. And this segment is brought to you See by... See you take two weeks away, you don't, you're, you're losing all the signals. I needed it. Dr. Brian Tans, NewYorkSmile.com, NewYorkSmile.com, 210 East 68th Street, New York, New York. Check out his website. Give him some five-star reviews. Give him some uh, accolades. Pass it on with your friends and family who live in the New York metropolitan area. While we're on that subject, Facebook, TripAdvisor, Google, and Yelp. How about some five-star reviews for the best gun range in the world, the only six-star gun range in the world? We would love to have your support. I could use some five stars at the only family gun range in the world. Please, please, please. Now, let's talk. So Ammo Land, after the second Freedom of Information Act, the state police replied and said no one has turned in their standard capacity magazines <laughs> no one okay no one now some local police departments definitely have some people who turned them in i heard stories and i've also heard stories of customers coming in and telling me they went to turn the magazine and the cops are like what do you want me to do with them I don't, we don't want them <laughs> yeah. you know we don't know what to do with them we don't even have the paperwork or the procedure to to accept them go yeah. take them home give them to a friend in pennsylvania ship them out of state or something so it's amazing all that, of which you can't do all of which yeah <laughs> if they're all illegal after yeah, december 10th exactly. i get emails every day from people can i bring my mags into my no <laughs> no destroy them today don't email me anymore destroy them today <laughs> yes yeah, stop sending emails so, admitting you're a felon. <laughs> so the compliance rate is almost zero. So really, what was the goal? The goal yeah. was to just make felons out of law-abiding citizens. Right, exactly right. Which is what we always do in in anti-gun states like New Jersey. Right. As Knappen always says, we're law-abiding criminals. <clears throat> Speaking of law-abiding criminals, don't forget my friends Cheeseman and Gillard. All right. Remember I said two weeks ago on a show that we need more donations. If mm -hmm. they meet or exceed their goal, I would get a reverse mohawk. Yep. Walter Haas donated $1,000. Well, he did a screenshot and sent it to me and said, can't wait to see the Mohawk. <laughs> uh, listen, their, <laughs> their site, uh, Restore Carry New Jersey, it's a GoFundMe page, forward slash restore-carry-nj. Their cases are proceeding. David Jensen is spearheading their cases. Listen, Knappen has the Cal Calstrom case. Cheeseman and Gillard have their case. 
ANJRPC and the NRA has the Rogers case. Now, if the Rogers case is not granted cert, it's all for naught. Now we turn our focus, Knappen's cases at the New Jersey Supreme Court, mm. which I think they took as a ploy, hoping that the U.S. Supreme Court won't take our Rogers case because Gruel's going to say that we have the Cal Calstrom case. Right. And then they're going to drop his case. So same thing they did with Pantano and yeah. Drake. But, it worked well, before. We'll, yes. But, yeah. uh, and, but meanwhile, Cheeseman and Gillard, their case is proceeding and it's self-funded. So please support those who support us. And these guys are guys that I would stand toe-to-toe, side-to-side with. Uh, yeah. They get it. Yeah, they get We're it. We all work together in unity yeah. with CNJFO right. and ANJRPC and NRA, and they realize that it's long-term and it's for everybody, and infighting and backbiting and backstabbing is all bullshit. So please... Donation, $5, $10, $25. Put in the comments, you're not an SMP, okay? You're not a social media patriot. Do not be a social media patriot. So, meanwhile in New Jersey, uh, they just busted these guys that had a drive-through operation of heroin, uh, (laughs) Sandy, okay? Off Interstate 78 in Newark. They had a drive-through. Look, the entrepreneur in me yep. really likes. It was dubbed Operation Drive-Through. They busted uh, four guys, three from Newark, one from Kearney, and guess what they had? How did it work? You, d- <laughs> you pulled up yeah. off the ramp, and they were standing there. Oh shit! Like they took turns. They had a car parked where they had stuff in it. <laughs> so guess, guess, guess what they had? What? Hundred thousand bags of heroin. Oh my god! Thirteen firearms. Two of which were ARs. But they're not going to suffer gun charges. No, no, no. No. More than a kilogram of cocaine, five pounds of marijuana, and $200,000 in cash. Okay? Oh, my God. And it was a drive through drug market for bags of heroin. How did they they give receipts out? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> did, they, did they take credit cards at uh, all? I mean, uh, because no. cash, you, cash, cash. You know, don't forget, a deck of heroin's five bucks. Yeah, right. And average heroin takes six decks a day, Are so it's kidding? thirty dollars a day. Yeah, any opioid junkie always ends up to heroin because it's the cheapest and most readily available. Okay. Now there are some heroin acts that, that do twenty decks a day. <sighs> yeah, but the average is about six decks, so thirty dollars a day to stay high. Yeah, that's a lot of Narcan. Uh, yeah. By the way, Eric Swalwell said he's running for president. And also, uh, Cersei's... He's a big gun lover, too. Yeah, Cersei's Lannister from Game of Thrones said she's running for president, too, on the Democratic candidate uh, platform, by the way. Because, you know, everybody's just... If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, (laughs) Cersei's is running. Yeah, everybody's running. So Swalwell says that confiscating assault weapons is a top priority. And if we we don't confiscate them... Yeah, we'll be jailed. That's right. Uh, So he's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to win. He's a soy boy. Um, as far as I'm, soy, yeah, he's a soy, soy boy. Yeah. He's a beta male, like right. Beto. Um, you know, we have this other mayor, Mayor Pete, running, who's openly gay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll vote for an openly gay president in a heartbeat. Oh, in a minute. But he's got to share my views right. with the Second <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's the only disclaimer. Right. Yeah. I don't care what you're, but he could date yeah. a Martian <laughs> for all exactly. I give a shit. What do I care? But he seems to be the media darling now. He knocked uh, Beto Francis well, O'Rourke you know down because he's he's collecting a lot of money. He's gayer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's right. gayer. It's yeah. the race to see who's yeah. gay. I'm gayer than you. I'm gayer <laughs> than you. And Joe Biden's going to announce this week in Charlotte that, that he's, he's running. Oh, that he's running. No, he's not gay. He no. likes to sniff and massage women. Yes, he sure does. He's a big sniffer. Uh, 
How about this one? You know, my buddy Charlie Cook is from Massachusetts. I'd like to hear him weigh in on this. A teacher in Massachusetts had his concealed carry license suspended after bullets fell out of his pocket during a pre-K class. Another teacher heard the bullets hit the floor. The 22-year-old sub told police they were from target practice the day before. The man was subsequently fired, and the local police chief suspended his carry license and seized 18 guns from his home. Listen to me, people. We want to get concealed carry in New Jersey. Right. For all of you out there that talk to talk, you better have training. Right. You you better have. I mean, this is this is such bullshit. Reason of mind right. on what you're doing. How do you have loose bullets fall right. out of your pocket? They why from why talk- would you have loose bullets? Exactly. Let's talk about that. So this leads me into our uh, a learning um, uh, segment where we're talking about this. We had another guy. Man tells officer he forgot his gun at a Newark checkpoint, okay? A Pennsylvania man was stopped with a handgun in his carry-on bag while trying to pass through security at Newark Liberty Airport. You forgot? Yes. You had a gun? Yes. In your carry-on? You've never flown on an airplane before? Imagine 45 caliber handgun in the man's bag as it went through a checkpoint x-ray machine at Terminal C in Newark. The man, 47-year-old Lee Scott of Regalsville, faces a charge of unlawful possession of a weapon, according to Port Authority Police. Officials say the incident marked the fourth time this year the TSA officers caught someone with a gun at Newark Airport checkpoint. Last year, 14 guns were intercepted at the airport checkpoints, the most in a single year. The TSA said officers found 4,300 firearms and carry-out bags at checkpoints across the country last year, a 7% increase from the 3,957. For the life of me, <laughs> 40 3,300 idiots. I can't even imagine Okay, it. you give the I, left. And where, where did I get this data? From the trace. Oh, boy. Okay, but, the, but, but it's TSA statistics, Sandy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the trace is out there pitching this, and they're saying, look, gun owners are idiots. 4,300 momos uh, last year yeah. tried to bring guns onto planes. I've said this a long time. I get a lot of crap for this, but there, I mean, seriously, there, there are some people out there who should not have access to firearms. They're that stupid. This, we do not need this. Imagine fighting all of this time and some right. jackass does something mm. stupid six months after we get concealed carry right. in New Jersey. They're waiting for it. Exactly. And then they'll want to reverse it. So... <laughs> 4,300 in a year. 4,300 people in a year. 3,000 of which were from Newark Airport. If you're living in New Jersey or flying out of Newark and you don't know the firearms... 3,000 were in Newark Airport? Yeah, 3,000. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 300 uh, were in Newark out of 4,300. Yeah. Still, That's six a week. You can't even own a freaking gun in New Jersey, let alone carry it around to the airport. You're taking it to the airport, into, into the security line. In th- I, I I don't. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. I might have got it wrong. Forty-seven. Uh, um, Airports. No, last year fourteen guns were intercepted at Newark Airport checkpoints. Fourteen. Okay. But still, it's one a month and two extra. Right, <laughs> one a month. Two, yeah. Okay, yeah. but if you live in New York or New Jersey and you don't know the laws or the travel laws, or you forgot a gun, how do you forget a gun that you can carry on bag? Right. I lay all my shit out of my bed before I travel. Right. Let's talk about some learning stuff. We talk about this all the time. I travel with my tactical pen. I did some rant videos while I was away. <laughs> I have flashlights that I travel with. I actually have two tactical pens. One I check, one I carry on, because sometimes TSA takes my one away. The pen you carry should not have a carbide tip or glass break detector on yeah. it. But listen to me. We talk about this a million times. 
if you use a bag or a backpack for the range, that is not your travel bag. Right. All right. If you bring that to the range and sit it on the floor and it picks up lead or powder uh, or anything, you're going to get tested. We right. talked about this. If you have a live bullet in your bag flying out of Newark or New York, you're going to be detained. Oh, yeah. They've detained people for empty shell casings. Yeah. All right. They've detected, detained people because their bag tested positive for explosives. Because when the when they put the swab on it, they're like, "Whoa, you know, you must have." If you go to an old fashioned dirty range and put that bag on the floor, mm-hmm. where they don't clean up with D lead wipes and they don't have the air handler system, I have right. that bag's testing hot. All right, you don't need that. What if you have a knife in the bag on your carry on bag? You're gonna get flagged. Your set your travel bags should be separate from your range and gun stuff. It's cheap enough to buy bags, oh, but yeah. you need to go through your stuff. You need to pro, uh, streamline everything. I carry that Merce, right? It's a satchel. Indiana Jones carried one, so don't criticize me. I have a flashlight in there. I have a tactical pen in there. I carry a charger for my uh, my phone in there. I have a couple other secret things that I carry in my pack safe. When I pack my bags, I go through them with a fine-tooth comb. I just unpacked for Ireland, right? Now, when I repack for Indianapolis on Wednesday, it's a whole reset. And right. I check everything. Right. Right. Now, I carry, I put a folding knife in my shaving kit in my check bag because when I wherever I get where I'm going, I carry a knife. I carry a knife all through Ireland. I'm an ignorant American. I don't know what the laws are there. So I'd rather have it than not have it, right? Uh, But you need to check everything. Before you travel, we talked about this before, take pictures of your passport and your driver's license, any other ID, your itinerary, share it with your friends and family. But airport is a tricky situation, man. I mean, I wear a gun for higher stuff. I don't care. You can wear a Glock hat or anything, but you better be safe and you better check all of your stuff. You better not have a loaded magazine or anything. So just really be safe and aware. We have uh, some new classes. We have a holster draw April 26th and May 31st. The holster draw on April 26th is a saw group holster draw. The saw group also on May 19th are running an RSO class for saw women only, if nice. you're interested. We have urban pistol one and two. We have urban carbine one and two. We have urban shotgun one and urban precision rifle. We have a new date, September 21st and 22nd. All last three classes we ran ran out. June 1st, Atenzia Pen and Knife Combo class. Excellent, excellent. June 1st, Atenzia Pen and Knife class. Listen, if you or anyone you know is going to Indianapolis to the NRA annual meeting, their website is nraam.com. Calandro for NRA. Tell your friends, family, everybody, pitch it out, ship it out. I want to become 76 director. I want to add a little sunlight there, and I want to make all of you proud of me. So thank you all, and check out Calandro for NRA. And check your social media while you're down there, because I'm sure Anthony's going to be uh, ranting and raving. Doing a lot of ranting and raving, and also telling you what's going on and where you can vote, pointing you out to where you have to vote, because, I don't know, they, they move it around all the time, right? Yes. Uh, every year. Next year will be Nashville. Right. No, I mean the voting booth. Oh, it's, yeah, it's one spot for three days. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yes. But we don't know what the spot's going to be, so... Uh, it's room 201 and 202, but I will alert you as we go along. 201 and 202. 202 in All Indianapolis right. Convention Center. We got the shot now. Let's do it. Thank you. Get out there and vote. All right, well, the clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counter media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. 
On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun For Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening, and that is sincere from our hearts. You're the ones who make it happen, and so do the sponsors, so please give them a thumbs up, buy some stuff from them, you cheap bastards. <laughs> I got that from him. You corrupted me. I did. Good. <laughs> <laughs>